by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Hey everyone, welcome to another game over episode. This is for a game over uh, for game five of the Stanley Cup Finals, um, and what a game did we have! Now this game or this uh, the segment is brought to you by Sports Interaction. Get in on Stanley Cup Finals action. Lightning versus Avalanche at Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Bet before the game starts, live in play, or one of many, uh, one of our many prop bets. Doing it right since 1997. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN. That's sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN. 19 and older, and please play responsibly. Now this game, this game was was a fun one. But as always, I'm here with uh, my constant co-host Armand, and for the first Hello. time, Andrew's here. Andrew, welcome, welcome. I mean, you probably for the first time with us. I know exactly. I'm like, <laughs> welcome to our humble abode. But realistically, <laughs> Andrew's been doing this for way longer than us. <laughs> yeah. Do you know how many you've done, Andrew? Uh, no, because I don't know how many Julian covered this year. I, I think it was like four. So that would put me at 78 plus I did <laughs> oh my two game over then I did as well though. I did yeah three uh world juniors ones in like two games and then the like tournament getting canceled recap then I did I think 12 for uh the Olympics maybe even 14 and then I've been doing these ones as well and I've had to host the Calgary ones because uh, Peter and uh, Audie's computers can't keep up with the stream. They keep on, like, <laughs> one of them, will, whoever's not hosting, they're like they'll yeah. freeze on the the Zoom chat. It's that Calgary yeah, yeah, yeah. internet. Yeah, it's that Calgary <laughs> internet. I tell you, Alberta in more ways than one. It's behind the times. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've done a lot. That's for sure. It's been a busy year. But I, I'm glad that we get to do another one. Honestly, I yeah, wanted it to end tonight because I wanted Arturi Lekkinen to score on uh, St. Jean again. So Good to all the Quebecers boy. watching, happy <laughs> year. Bon St. Jean. Uh, it's the Fête Nationale today. Uh, we were out it earlier today celebrating on the canal, so that was fun. But uh, was not to be because, let's face it, this game has the same vibes as the Leaf series, does it not? It feels scripted. Yeah. It does. The last, the, the last two minutes. Too many men call? Oh my god! Well, I mean, especially off of John Cooper's <laughs> like <just> the <laughs> Lightning spent. Before? Oh, man, <laughs> the Lightning spent all of Game Four working the refs after every yep. whistle, yapping in their ears. John Cooper's like crying bloody murder after the last game, <laughs> yeah. and what happens this game? They get yep. all the calls. John, Co- yeah, you could tell. You could tell he was a lawyer. Oh he yes, just, like with the way he speaks, it's so calculated. John Cooper it's, was a lawyer. Yeah, he used thing. to be a lawyer. Uh, oh crap! Okay, and he was a prosecutor. Yeah, and you, yeah, he's yeah. You so can just he tell. You can just work. tell. He knows how to work. Yeah. A, he he knows how to work a room. Uh, but yeah, it was it was just so ironic how they got that too many men at the very end, just yeah, like and- completely negating any chance to come back. Oh, I, God, I feel like the awful. biggest one was. Kale McCarr bursting through two defensemen, yeah. and they both they both, they both hooked, hooked him. him. Yeah, <laughs> and nothing. Like, just come on. He makes an amazing play to split the D, and <laughs> both of them committed an infraction, and they don't get called. It's that's playoff hockey for you, right there. Well, Tampa <laughs> yeah. at least. Hey, hey, another thing I want to. But bring I don't up. want it to sound too salty. As Listen, least. The, reason, <laughs> the reason why I wanted the absolute other than Calgary, obviously, and like the whole good t- the good stories and whatnot. 
to prove Armand that elevation <laughs> is a factor. I'm telling you, Cooper also said that, and everyone clowned him too because it's no, a okay. stupid ass you excuse. Can, no, it's not an excuse. Okay, no. Andrew, did you see my, find my stats clip. I pulled up last time about? <laughs> about they were elevation. so stupid. <laughs> are you talking about like elevating the puck, or are you talking about like elevating? No, he your talks, play? he's talking no, about no, the altitude no. in Colorado. Altitude. Oh. This stupid yeah. ass excuse. All right, Andrew, let me let me let me give you the details. Okay, <laughs> it's it's I'm real. It's real, it's but real. it's not that big a deal. No, yeah, it is. It, it's not Listen. like the be all end all. Yeah, like if you're using it as an excuse as a coach, like yeah, as no, a coach, yeah. Don't, but don't I can that. meme it because <laughs> I'm just here to yeah. have fun. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but uh, yeah, Cooper Cooper uh, said at least Chris Johnson reported that he believes the altitude played a factor in Tampa's performance mm-hmm. in games one and two. Except yeah. literally like five days before that, before the series started, he said, if there's one team that doesn't hand out excuses, it's us. So <laughs> that's just funny, you know? He's a lawyer. Excuses for that, the too many men on the I, ice. Like, I love Cooper <laughs> as a coach. I think he's a phenomenal coach. But every so time he I. goes to the media after our series with them, oh my God. It's he just does, he does the most thing, infuriating thing. He does this thing where he just acts like extremely petty and yeah. whiny and then the next day he comes out and he's all magnanimous and he's like oh like the same thing with the he literally the did refs, that right? yeah yeah he did that he came out and he's like you know it's just emotional after the game and the fact like here he's right right yeah you can understand mm-hmm. that you are emotional after the game right after you see the play and you think it shouldn't have been a goal you go out there you talk to the media you're mad it's the stanley cup final you want to win but then yeah. How many times has he done that? Yeah, exactly. Right, and like, like he knows, the he lightning knows last year, right when they did their like when they won the cup, they were like all super cocky about it, and like Nik- <laughs> yeah. Kucherov talking about like number one bullshit and all this, <laughs> and like making T-shirts with the like over the cap by whatever, yeah, and John Cooper is yeah. just like, oh, I just respect everyone so much. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! No, you don't. Yeah, honestly. Listen, maybe it gets him wins. Tactic, yeah, he just wants wins. to get, yeah, and and like it could yes. just be for the players as well, just to like instead of putting the focus on them, just like say these stuff so that like people yeah. aren't focusing on on the like up. Yeah, no like, one, no one, whatnot, right? Like no one took a player quote after he talked about how exactly that last goal shouldn't have counted and just take game it for four. the team. <laughs> it is no, the true, only player did. quote I saw was Kadri, right? He's yeah, like, did it hit yeah, the net? Yeah. It was in the net. Like, <laughs> <laughs> love that baller. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah this was a um, but what you guys think of uh of all these weird calls like the 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 ref and like we've talked about it it's been really weird the entire series but the only consistency has been that it is inconsistent right um i don't know it's it's at this point you kind of have to come to expect it and uh you kind of just have to find ways to get get around and just it's weird perform. though because some of them are like you know when we talk about playoff hockey most most of the time you refer to playoff hockey as this like tough gritty thing there were some ticky tacky bullshit calls like jt mm-hmm. confer's second penalty was stupid i 100 agree about that Wait, chicken winged it <laughs> yeah but like that happens so often uh uh-huh. and it's just like barely called sometimes sometimes it's called a lot but it's like i don't know we can talk about refing all the time it's it's going to be a conversation in every game it's just never going to change yeah i think that's what drives the players the most insane right is yeah. you can have a guy brain someone and they're like mm, keep your head up but like the puck yeah. was 50 feet away and then you have like a tiny little like stick lift that touches a glove and they're like oh well yeah. two minutes yeah exactly yeah. It, it's and really stupid i feel like there needs to be some sort of rubric yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like if they had yeah. like an ump scorecard, I know it's not possible with the 
uh, NHL because the MLB, you can actually automate that. But if they had some level of reporting like the NBA does with their refs in the, in their um, post-game reports, but there's nothing, we don't get any sort of, you know, See, now, discourse. Do you, think, do you think that would be worse though? Because like, it could just also be a situation where like the FIA with formula one last year, right? They, when you have too much transparency, people just come at you. For yeah, but the FIA in formula one also messed up like pretty drastic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, true. you know what I mean? That's good. That's, that's holding them accountable. And then the race director got canned. Like that mm-hmm. is what should happen when you see something messed up. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't mm-hmm. just, you don't just like say, Oh, you know, like the, the droids aren't here. Using the force. <laughs> like it doesn't make sense. Just uh-huh. give us something. But you oh, know, it's, it's worse yeah. than that. If you ask a question about the refs, they fine you. Yeah, exactly. They find you 25 K. <laughs> it's not even, it's so stupid. I hate it, it is. It's really hard to get around with the NHL. And like they want to be viewed as like an unquestionable authority. And yet they're so yeah. inconsistent and <laughs> stupid mm. at, like so often it just doesn't make sense. Like, I don't know if you guys saw before the playoffs, but uh, Dave Jackson, who's a former ref went on like a bit of a Twitter rant because people were talking about how like, you know, less is called in the playoffs. And he was like, actually, if you look at the stats, there's more penalties in the playoffs in the regular season. And I had to just like control myself to be like, you know, that's not what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, because, you know, we call it tighter because there's actually fewer infractions in the playoffs because players don't want to take penalties. Come on, Dave. <laughs> Come on. These yeah, guys are like, going out yeah. there and they are cheating their asses off. Yeah. There's every 10 shift. times more infractions in the playoffs. Every shift you see something. Every shift. Like there was a there's a uh, what's it called? Uh, interference that was so blatant where the guy just dumps it in and then he just doesn't have a lane because there's two Tampa players <laughs> blocking him and they check him. And it's just like, it happens so often that it's like, as a hockey fan, you're used to it. So you don't expect penalties there, but realistically there should be one, but yeah, it should be interference. It's just normalcy now that we, we have this kind of situation. Yeah, it is what yeah. it is. Like, I, yeah, I'm done complaining <laughs> about refs now. Like, it's just <laughs> every game. Got that so out of the way. Yeah. 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 Now we I, should probably focus. Oh yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say you can tell just based on like the numbers of people that like when Tampa wins, it's like mm, there's like a lot of Leafs <laughs> yeah, fans. We're yeah, not exactly. feeling it right now. Probably <laughs> Canadians fans too. They like they don't want to see Tampa win. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. Avalanche win. Right it's like whoop. <laughs> I, the, the Avs. I like. Yeah. I don't. I don't think. I don't know a single person that wants Tampa to win right now. Out of like my friend group, everyone just yeah. wants the Avs. But because like most of our. Our, our friend group is all least fans, right? And we just yeah. want Cadre to, to succeed <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that. But I hey, feel like the only people that I know who want Tampa to win are the people who just want to see like greatness rewarded in the yeah. NHL and see like the NHL have like the Warriors kind of thing. Yeah. But the NHL is so much more obsessed with parody that I feel like already after two cups, the Lightning yeah, are everyone's already tired the Warriors, yeah. if you yeah. know what I mean. And everyone's like, I'm done. We're, we're bored with you now. Yeah. Next uh-huh. team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And the abs, yeah. the abs deserve it, man. They're so they do. good. Hey, but we, we can't like look away from, from Tampa, right? Like these guys are the back-to-back defending Stanley Cup champions and they won it for a reason, right? And yeah, even this so. game, like they showed a lot of grit and determination and that was the main reason why they pulled through at the end, right? Yeah. Um, both teams, these teams are so evenly matched though. We talk about this all the time. Like uh, in my opinion, call 
Colorado by far is the better offensive team. And, and defensively, um, just talking about pure lockdown defense, I feel like Tampa has the edge over uh, over Colorado in that sense. But goaltending is the biggest differentiating factor, right? And you kind of saw with uh, Vazzy getting a few great steals this game. The past, like this entire series, he's been playing really well. And Camper has two. been let in. Sorry? Other than, Other game, than two. game two. Forget yeah. about game two ever happened. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Kemper has has been a little shaky. And uh, he got beat today uh, a few times where he should have probably gotten the save. It would have been nice to see at least one or two uh, one or two stops. And that, that could have been the game. That could have been the series. And we could be talking about the Avalanche as the Stanley Cup champions. Yeah. yeah. It's, it seems like at least once a game. Right, like the Rutta goal, the first the goal the campus score was man. not good. It was not yeah. a Stanley Cup final level goal. Yeah, he can't allow that. And last game he had one too. I forget which one it was, but there was one where I was like, really, really. And I thought he was fantastic overall last game. Yeah, his best game mm-hmm. since like the first round. Yeah, and in game three he had a couple that I don't, I didn't like from him. Yeah, game three he was not good at all. Like, yeah, he was, he was I mean he got terrible. pulled. And yeah. game two he wasn't challenged at all. Game one another couple that he was just. He was the yeah. reason that game went to overtime. Yeah, exactly. So it's like the light, the the Avalanche have to beat the Lightning and their goal, their own. <laughs> yeah, their own team. <laughs> but not I to don't... put it all on Kemper. I feel like he's he's been better the last couple games, but you gotta stop the muffins from going in. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that Ruda goal is not like that's not acceptable in no. a Cup final game. Like it's. If that was a game seven, I think people would be calling for like his head at this point. You know what I mean? Like that, it reminds me of so many soft game seven goals like we've allowed in the past. Like the Gallagher like, goal last year. Yeah, exactly. Like it's just <laughs> brutal. Way to twist that knife. <laughs> it just like reminds me. Bring it up every couple I got times. Yeah. So many flashbacks. But yeah, it's just like, yeah, you can't have that. And he's under 900 this playoffs. Mm-hmm. And when you got 8.9, yeah, 8.98. When you got a, yeah. And it got it went down today, I think. Well, yeah, probably even lower. Possibly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when you got a like France Francis has been doing pretty well. Like, I'm surprised that they haven't considered it. I, I don't think it's too late at this point. I feel I know like it's they too have late to now, and I know it's too risky, but it's like I don't know. Like, I, I've I haven't been impressed with Kemper. There's no. no right option in this situation, right? Like it, it just I mean there is a like... right option, the better goalie. <laughs> okay but who's the better goal yeah. like yeah, no, you have so little games on hand now the next game tampa i i feel like tampa has the the momentum going forward and i feel like tampa and it's a home our favorite them. exactly they're playing in tampa they're probably favored to win that game and then yeah, if this you're is where on it comes game, mind games exactly. yeah exactly exactly yeah. if they go to if they go to france who's now they're done like Tampa yeah. Bay has everything they need. Yeah, to yeah, that's true. Going, they don't have right? the confidence. Yeah, yeah. And just imagine Kemper's like mentality. Let's say if Francis just has a complete crap game, right? Putting Kemper in afterwards, you're like, oh, we yeah, really didn't want you guys there, too. but we have to put you in now. Yeah, right? that's a fair point. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, think, like, I, I don't have a lot of faith in Kemper. Like, I think no. he's the reason that they've lost both games, and then he's the reason that, like, two of them. Or sorry, not lost both. Yeah, he's the reason they lost both games, and he's the reason game one went to overtime. Yeah, and then the other ones, he just didn't have to do anything. Yeah, yeah, he 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 hasn't really wowed me. I thought he was really good in game four, but that's his only game this series where I thought he was a difference maker. Yeah, and, and Vasilevsky after game two, I guess he's just been phenomenal. Phenomenal, right? exactly. And the other issue is like in the past whatever three series for Colorado he hasn't been tested either 
No, like he's never yeah, really been exactly. asked with his playoffs. They, yeah. Colorado has steamrolled their first three rounds. They lost twice in three rounds. And now they're kind of up against it. And it's like, do you trust Kemper as a Colorado fan? Cause he hasn't been with the organization long. This is his first year. You know what I mean? Like they kind of had to scramble to get him because Grubauer unexpectedly left. So I don't think it's a, like it's their goalie of choice either, like heading into the season. I don't think they really expected to be in this position to begin with. And he's a good goalie, but it's just like this playoff specifically, like this series, especially it's, it's, I don't know if they do end up messing up and losing the series and, you know, blowing a three, one lead. I think it'll be largely because of him. And that's just, I don't know. I feel it bad sucks. That. It sucks to put that on one guy, but it happens with goalies. Right. And yeah, Kemper has such a great history in the regular season. Like yeah. he, he was such he an really underrated, does. excellent goaltender for a, a long stretch now, even like going back to, I think he was with Minnesota. To start, yeah, he was with Minnesota before. Yeah, so he, he's he's been LA. a good goalie. We know he's a good goalie, but that eye injury back in the, like the beginning of the playoffs has got to be. He can't be fully healed. Like, yeah, it might not even be his fault. Like, yeah, that's he's had thing. a lot of injuries in the past. Tracking mm-hmm. pucks, it seems like it's an issue, right? Like his eye might be healed, but it might be one of those things where like the muscles around the eye are like a little bit slow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it, it could just be something tiny, tiny that's throwing him off and it's the Stanley Cup final and everything looks looms so large. Yeah. So it, mm-hmm. it, it's tough, but uh, I think they got to stick with him just because uh, the, the mental aspect of it. Right. And for yeah, what yeah, it's for worth sure. with Kemper, he is giving up like a muffin every game. But after the first three games, no, first four games, I don't remember. Which was the one that Tampa won the first one? Game three? Uh, that was game three. Yeah, okay. After the first three games, Kemper's high danger save percentage in this series was like 45%. <laughs> wow. I and didn't now know that. <laughs> yeah, now it's up to like mid 80s. Okay. So, so like in terms of stopping dangerous yeah. shots, he's actually doing Pretty way well. better. Yeah. And le- like letting in three goals isn't that bad for a goaltender. Like it's mm-hmm. every other game you're probably going to do something like that no, no goaltender has a sub two goals against average yeah. but at the same time you know when you get like i don't know how many shots they ended up with colorado but like it was like 40 to 28 or something like that you yeah. know you kind of expect the win and i thought colorado did dominate for large portions of that game and mm-hmm. you know to come out with a loss especially with that first ruta goal and that's the only one that kind of bothered me here um but it's, it's kind of brutal it's just brutal it's, it it's also not his fault that he's playing against Vazzy, right? We were talking about a, a goaltender that's yeah, been like Vazzy caliber. In the league. Exactly. He's been but you amazing. can only face the team in front of you, and that's the yeah, team in yeah, front definitely. of you. you. You have to be the better. Like, you have to be at least equal to the Exactly, yeah. Like, but, it, but just keep in mind, like, uh, there was a good stat that Sportsnet pulled up, right, initially at the beginning of the game, where Vazzy is, what, 19-2? and two, At this point, it's 20-2, and two, actually, and yeah, after, two, yeah. uh, after a loss in the playoffs since 2020, right? Um. Yeah, and both of those thing. losses are this year, right? So he's been put through the ringer and he's excelled and performed, right? Um, and that's that's just kind of what we come to expect out of Vazzy. But um, we got to sing his prayers or praises. Like he's he's performing, he's performing well. And, uh, uh, and when it comes to two evenly matched teams, any slight difference is going to be, it could be it, right? That could finish the game up and that could be the series and hand. So um, we got we to gotta look to it and it has to be something to to think about. Another person that I, I did want to bring up was, uh, or I wanted to get your opinions on, was McKinnon. 
Uh, McKinnon, obviously, the last game he got his, he actually broke through and got his first goal of this series in particular. But um, I don't think he got one today. No, he didn't. Yeah. Then, yeah. And I, in my opinion, he's kind of been a little invisible. Like he, he's setting up plays, he's, he's doing well in terms of playmaking. But um, when you have your star player, you need your star player to perform and you need him to be getting goals and be a differentiating factor. He can't just be an above average player. Right. Well, I, um, I don't know. I think he played very well today for the most part. Um, I thought he created a lot of chances. I do think he's had trouble finishing this series, but it, you know, it's one series and it's kind of like, I don't know. Well, it's, it's the most important of, series, right? Everything's, yeah, no, everything agree. is blank, right? There's a blank slate. We're talking about the, the finals now. Everything, it doesn't matter what happened before the, the past series. This is what matters. Yeah. And he has to perform. Right? Yeah. Having one goal in five games isn't ideal. No, definitely not the way he wants to be playing. I think yeah. that's that's for sure. Although, like the last uh, last three games here, he's got twenty shots on goal. Yeah, exactly. He's that, firing that like everything. He's he's trying to get stuff through. And he's I feel really like if trying. you watch, if you look at how this series is broken down and like how the chances are going, and the last couple of games, Tampa Bay has been doing much a much better job at the net front, both uh, yeah. in their own end and at the Colorado end. But in terms of rush chances it's like heavily heavily skewed like double towards yeah. the avalanche and that comes down i think to uh, mckinnon and mccarr and yeah, the speed yes and i i think that we can't ignore you know how why is val nakushkin always open and it's because exactly. they're looking at mckinnon right yeah. and it's kind mm-hmm. of not to twist the knife more for you guys, but it reminds me of last year against in the yep. first round Montreal and Toronto and Montreal basically in the, de- in the defensive zone was double teaming Matthews at all times. It was Deneau yep. and someone else always on Matthews. So he was never open and it was up to Mitch Marner to find space and get shots through, get something it. happening. Right. And he couldn't do it <laughs> yeah. this year. We saw him find that level in the playoffs last year. Yeah. He couldn't find it. Nikushkin is doing that for McKinnon, even though McKinnon isn't getting his best chances, he's not uh, filling the net. He's finding Nakushkin over and over and over again. So there's that aspect to it too, Mm -hmm. that even though uh, McKinnon isn't necessarily scoring, he is playing that decoy role that a lot of great players do play in high intensity situations like this, where like everything is clamped down around them. Yeah. That's a really good point. He's taking up most of their, uh, most of Tampa's, you know, energy in terms of defending and Nachushkin, if there was a finals MVP and the abs end up winning, like he'd be a strong contender, like straight up, like four goals in five games. He nearly got his fifth. He was like a millimeter off from just touching that. But uh, yeah, he's been insane. And his finishing ability this series has been phenomenal. Yeah. It's, it's between yeah. him and Makar, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, right. Yeah. If the mm-hmm. game and if the series ends tonight, I think Makar definitely wins the Consmith just based on oh yeah hundred percent oh yeah the history of what he's done in these playoffs. But <laughs> if Makar did not exist, it would probably be Nikushkin, yeah. and he's been yeah. a runaway freight train. Yeah, especially this finals, man. He's been he's been really good, and it's going to be uh, interesting to see what he gets because he's him and Kadri both need to be resigned. I'm I'm very curious exactly what the abs do. yeah. Well, the abs are in a tough situation right now because the majority of the team, more than half of their team are, are going to be UFAs at the end of the season, right? Yeah, but so, a, ton of them are, a ton of them are depth players. Exactly. But, yeah. but but still, like you gotta it's gonna take some time to retool and Sakic has to work his magic in the offseason to try to build uh build the team back. Like we're not saying that the, the series is clearly over, but this is their window, right? They have yeah. to be able to to win this year. 
Um, otherwise, it's going to require a lot of lot of work in, in the head management office to try to build another uh, contending team around these guys, right? Well, I mean, uh, the good, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but if there's anyone that I think deserves no criticism right now, it's pretty much Sackick. Yeah, I don't know how he doesn't have a GM of the year yet. Well, that's like, the how thing, right? He's nominated twice. this year, but I, yeah. I look at it as like, if Julian Breezewad doesn't win this year, what are we doing? He's yeah. won back-to-back yeah. cups and is back in the final this year. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of insane. Like, <laughs> yeah, what, especially what? with how how he's had to maneuver losing literally his entire third line and mm-hmm. like they all got like six million dollar contracts managing the, the cap you know. day by day. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's they've also crazy. had some fun with the LTIR. So yeah, yeah. Brent finds a loophole. Yeah, I, I do want to shout out the chat a little bit because uh, we had a couple of good questions in here. Uh, one, a couple people asking about my eye. Uh, I oh, yeah. told I told the boys uh, before the show last time what happened, but basically last week I had like a vicious bout of strep. But before we knew it was strep, I had to do a COVID test. And when you do a home COVID test, the rapid test, you're supposed to swab your throat and yeah. then your nose. Yeah. But yeah. when I did the throat, it was so inflamed that my whole body was just like, we're not doing that. But I oh, hadn't geez. eaten in like 24 hours. So I just dry heaved into the sink for five <laughs> minutes and oh, blew geez. blood vessels in my eyes. So I'm channeling you know Jeff what? Petrie. Oh, yeah, I was just about to say, you look exactly like Petrie when he had his eye thing. Yeah, so it, it's going away actually now. It's fading a bit. It, it used to be like bright, bright red. So it's 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 going away. And uh, also somebody was talking about Corey Perry. I do want to say, Corey oh, Perry. Geez, I feel so I, bad for him. Third final in a row. <laughs> you know, his team's on the ropes. Poor guy. tonight. Like, yeah, he's, he's gunning for it. I know everybody Even game three, Perry. he got a huge goal as well. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Like, I know everybody hates Corey Perry for a good reason, right? Saint Corey. He's he's a snake out there. He elbows people. He's he's dirty. He's sneaky. He has dived at times. But <laughs> watching him up close last year, I have so much respect for him for what he's willing to do to get the puck across the line. Yeah. Like, just skating face first into elbows. Like, I, mm-hmm. I just think he's such a warrior. Yeah. And I had no hesitation whatsoever that he was going to be a huge player for the Lightning tonight, and he proved me right. Yeah, no one, no one should ever question Perry's drive ever. Like, yeah, he's just been an absolute star his entire career, and he's managed to like very gracefully age into an incredible depth player. So, yeah, he's he's a very important piece to the Tampa Bay Lightning, and if he loses again, that'll be pretty. It'll be pretty funny, but also sad, you know. <laughs> but I think like, most people will love it. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm like, I'll love it. <laughs> yeah, I'll love it for sure. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be pretty sad if he loses twice to the Lightning, then goes to the Lightning, and then loses again in the finals. <laughs> you know, it reminds me of like, uh, remember Demarcus Cousins uh, from the NBA? He keeps chasing these uh, the the past teams that have won the, the chip the, the year before. He keeps signing with those teams, and they keep underperforming and <laughs> not winning again. So, Sometimes it goes like that. Yeah, but yeah, Perry's one of those players. It's like he kind of reminds me of like Marshan where. You hate him if you're playing against him, but if you're if he's on your team, you love you love seeing it because yeah. it's just so fun to see that like him get under the other opposition skin. But uh, yeah, it's gonna feel real bad for him if he doesn't win, especially coming back like like you said he he played off against Tampa two times in a row and then joins and loses. That's gonna suck. That's gonna feel yeah. really bad for him. Yeah, 
hundred percent. There is a quote here coming out from the post game stuff uh, from Gabriel Landeskog on the officiating. He says, "I'm not going to get into that. That's something they can continue to do, but we're not doing that." Oh, the pettiness <laughs> is coming out. I love I love comments about officiating because everyone just tiptoes around it because they don't want to get fined, but they still want to make a comment. Oh, I I love that he's putting it on the lightning because he's a hundred percent right. Yeah, he is. Mm. 100%. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Somebody says, Perry, please don't out Hosa Hosa. Oh, he's going to out Hosa Hosa. <laughs> it's going to happen. And we got another comment saying that McKinnon should not be a decoy. He should be a finisher. Like, yes, in an ideal yeah, world, I agree. Yeah. But the reality of the playoffs is that your top offensive producers are often taken away, right? Like, it, mm, when you're yeah. in a seven game series, you have so much more ability to game plan to counter a specific threat. There's a reason why Austin Matthews doesn't score at a 60 goal pace in the playoffs. Yeah. It's not possible to do that for most players. Like that's why Connor McDavid doing what he did this year is like, everyone thinks he's a mutant or a robot or something. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. But you do expect like, at least from my perspective, if you know, the abs have a home game, I would expect Bednar to, to probably play the matchups a little better to get yeah. him away from, you know, their shutdown line with Hedman and, and uh, Sorelli and those guys. It's, yeah, I don't know. I think he's he's obviously producing shots. He's obviously producing chances. He had a few this game. He had a, quite a few last game and the game before that. It's just not going in for him, and it's going to happen. But, you know, it might be a mental thing. It might just be luck. I, I think he'll eventually break through, though. Like, I think he's too good of a player, and I think he's still pro- at least contributing offensively by, you know, setting up. Nichushkin, who pretty much gets all of their goals on that line. Do you think yeah. he's kind of like over chasing though? Where if, since he's taking this the crazy amount of shots that he is, right? Um, would it be better suited for him to pass and I guess like look for another another guy open? Or do you think it's it's justifiable that he's taking this these absorbent amount of shots? Yeah, well, I, I mean, think his line is one, right? He's still Nathan McKinnon. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And his line is still producing, and also like like we're, we're kind of talking like the abs are down in the series and they're not, <laughs> they just lost the game, you know, like they're still winning three, two and they have a, yeah. two chances, you know, coming, coming up where they can win the cup. You know, I think it's McKinnon, the respect that we all have for the lightning. Right. Cause we're like, yeah, don't exactly. let those champs up off the mat. Yeah. yeah. Cause like if they lose game six, everyone's going to bet on the lightning. Definitely. Definitely. Two games in a row. Like, yeah, they, they, Proven that they can be, they can win in Colorado. Yeah, I, I, you can crazy them to bet against them. Yeah, and these guys are back-to-back Stanley Cup champs. Like, you can't underestimate the the value that is the the value there for being uh, a champion, right? You have the winning mentality, you have the drive, and you guys have a good coach uh, that's that's leading the leading the charge behind you, right? Um, yeah. All of the momentums, like even for next game, in my opinion, the momentums with the Lightning as well. I, I put the Lightning. I think to win I do game. think Tampa wins Game Six. Like obviously, this is just a random prediction, but I just think like the home advantage there, like will definitely pull them through. And John mm-hmm. Cooper plays the matchup game so well. It's he did crazy that well against how, the Lightning too. Or no, sorry, uh, not the Lightning. He did that well against the, the Leafs as well. Yeah, he does, does that well against everyone. He's a really good, you know, coach to adapt to different matchups. I like. I, I love his on ice game i just hate everything he says off the ice his ability to manage the game honestly on and off the ice yeah it's it's impressive none yeah exactly he is an incredible coach like the lightning are a great team and so he has a good like stable to work with but he is an incredible coach and we have to also recognize like 
Braden Point hasn't played since. Like, yeah, he, I know he played a couple games in this final, but like not at what we expect not at Braden 100%. Point to be. Yeah, he hasn't played since Game Seven against the Leafs. You know, uh, their first cup they won without Steven Stamkos, except for that one shift that he came on and scored a goal. <laughs> scored, yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> all our what story a boss. Of all time. <laughs> exactly. You know, like it was only really last year that they had a full healthy lineup. Like yeah. they've been to do this, what they've done already through compressed seasons, through COVID, through short summers because of COVID, through uncertainty of losing Nikita Kucherov a whole season and then him coming yeah. back in the playoffs and kind of being garbage for the first two rounds. They are the most impressive team I've ever seen overall, like for a, yeah. a three-year stretch in my life. And I know they're the first team to do this since the 1982 New York 83, Islanders, yeah, the Islanders. Or 82 or 83, whichever you count as the first three, but yeah. the last three. But yeah, they are just so impressive. So it makes sense that we're singing their praises, especially after they won tonight. But yeah. I still think Colorado overall is so much more sprightly. Like they yeah, just have so much more energy that I think they're going to take it in Tampa. Yeah. Oh, oh, you, you think, think they win? win in game six? Ooh. I do, because if they oh, lose game six, Tampa Bay is going to win. Yeah, they are going to yeah, come out yeah. pretty strong. That's true. And yeah, the, Colorado plays a game that I just love to watch. Yes. Just that the speed, the explosiveness, like just watching McCarr split those two D was like everything I love about hockey. Like it's just silky smooth. Every every player is so silky smooth. And then they got the toughness, they've got the grit, they've got the defensive ability. The only thing I don't like is their goaltending, but you know, whatever. We've talked about that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I just love watching them. They're a fantastic team. They are. Yeah, I mean, all that has to be done. alone. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's, a, he's okay. in like a so, league of his own, honestly. He's it seems like we're seeing like the the emergence of a new generation of like of defensemen. We're gonna yeah. see more of these like two-way defensemen that are that are gonna be leading the league by storm. Speed, because like, man. Exactly. he's so strong too. Did you see him like destroy Palat? Uh, with I that he's hit? defensively a monster. Oh my! Yeah, he, like, he shut down Connor McDavid. Like, yeah, he's the only yeah. guy who can skate with him, right? Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'm gonna put you guys on the spot. I want you both to answer this, and I'll, I'll get to Robert oh. to clip it when he gets back uh, back to work for us because I know he's got today off. Keeping in mind their contracts. So Makar has much more time left on his. Mm-hmm. Would you trade one for one Austin Matthews for Kale Makar? Oh fuck! Oh, okay, 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 okay. This is a good one. Do you want me to go first? Go. It's whoever goes first. It's your choice. Okay, okay. you go first. I'm gonna think about this more. Okay. Listen. There's the nostalgia factor where, like, I have my Austin Matthews jersey and like. But you're also factoring into account contracts. Yes. And oh, keep Jesus. in mind, yeah, Makar makes what two and a half million nine. less. Yeah, and he makes nine point five. I think he makes a lot less. Or is it but just nine? I think it is. I think it's just five. flat nine. I'm going to yeah, check right now for nine. you guys. He so makes stall less than... for me while I check. Okay. Well, okay. We got to think of it in in two ways, right? As a Leafs fan, there's, there's a different answer, and then as like a an NHL GM, right? If you, you were if you were the you gotta, Leafs, you got to think about the team, right? If exactly. So that, you guys want the full details? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we'll factor in age as well. Matthews is 24. He makes 11.64 mil per year. Two more years left on the contract. Kale McCarr oh, is 23, makes $9 million a year. So $2.64 million less per year and has five more years left. 
Yeah, but Matthews just scored 60 goals. <laughs> this is so hard. This is hard, but okay. Personally, please don't come after me. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> just gonna tread that. lightly. Do not come after me. Listen, as as a Leafs fan, if you're telling me what would I want to do as a Leafs fan, keep Matthews. I love my boy. He just scored 60. He was probably yeah. on pace for 70 if he didn't get injured. My boy is amazing. I have his jersey. I'm a huge fan. Please don't kill me. But <laughs> do you think as, that they can retain Matthews for a similar price? See, but the thing is, they don't no. look for five. If no, Kyo right? McCarr exactly, has, right? Yeah. And if McCarr has five years of, of nine mil, that's a lot. That's that's three three mil extra on the table that you can put towards depth and whatnot. And he's only 23. He's, he's still peaking. He's still, or he still has, we, we're still yet to see his peak and what he can get into or what he can become. I think he's already the best player on the abs. If I was a GM, I would take, I would take, uh, tell, take Kale McCarr. Oh, you take McCarr? Oh, I would I would take him. I think I think it's hands down, it's it's the it's a better option because we've seen he's also issues. Younger. Yeah, that too. But like also like def- defensively has been an issue for the Leafs. And like offensively, we have no problem, right? We we have uh, a lot of we have a lot of listen, our stars depth can, wise, we do have a problem, but depth wise, yeah, I get what you're the saying, three yeah. million, the three million factors into that. You can use that to bring another depth player, but in terms of like having intangible stars, we have the star power. Why not show yeah, up? It'd be, it'd be hard to not years. take McCarr just because of the contracts. Like, if I was just to do player versus player, I'm taking Matthews any day of the week just because it's Matthews. Like, he scored 60 goals. He's He is, in my opinion, the second best player in the league. Don't come at me. <laughs> but considering hey, I'm contracts, saying he's the best I think, I think you do take McCarr. <laughs> he's the best defenseman in the league, uh, in my opinion. And it's like longer contract, less money. Oh God! Why'd you have to hit us with that? <laughs> I'm like, evil. You're it's, making us betray our yeah. boy. I know. <laughs> well, I think this. the thing you also have to consider is like, what's Matthew's next contract start at? Right? Exactly. Like it. Oh, it's probably ridiculous 14? amounts. Yeah, it's I, it's at least thirteen point five <sighs> in my opinion. At least thirteen point five because you're expecting a salary in, or, or cap increase as well. Listen, we uh, were expecting that, years. and then COVID happened as well. Yeah, but like, we're going up a million. This whole next situation. Year. Yeah, but still, like the, the whole situation with the cap uh, for the Leafs would have been completely different if like COVID didn't happen and we we got the salary increases that we were expecting. I just right? pray that like because he got paid as an RFA, he has some loyalty towards us, and that he just accepts. I would have bet on amount. it, dude. I wouldn't bet on it either. You just scored sixty goals. Yeah, <laughs> two more right, sixty Andrew. goal seasons. And but I think, but I do think sixteen million. I do think uh, something that will be ingrained in the least players mentality here is the um, the value in taking less in terms of you know your team. But everyone you know, knew that, and it, like everyone knew that. But look at yeah. Matt. Look at McDavid. I, he took less, and what what's that netted him? Yeah, but it's Edmonton. Yeah, well, that's the same thing. Like Toronto, really? <laughs> they, 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 they win so shit because yeah. of their GMs. Toronto's and... done worse, like historically. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I like. Okay. I agree, but at the same time, like when we're looking at teams like the Avs, when you have McKinnon at what is he six point two five or something like that, and I know he didn't take necessarily a discount at the time. Yeah, he had a terrible year, right? Yeah. Do, do you think? Did you broke like, out that same year. Did you he think he was uh, like that was a steal when he signed it, Andrew? Yeah, because the term, right? Yeah, and that's, that's the I thing. think he everyone had already age. seen what McKinnon could do. 
Yeah. Like, I think that was after his first uh, playoff performance and everyone was like, oh my God. And then he had that real off year and people were like, oh, maybe it was a flash in the pan. But I think when you look at the underlying metrics, you you could see how good he was going to be. Maybe not quite at the level that he's been now, but uh, I I don't know. Even if he wasn't a Hart Trophy candidate, right? Like, I'm a big fan of signing players out of their ELC who are going, that you're very confident are going to be stars to as long a term contract as you possibly can. You get them locked up at as low a term of money as you possibly can. Just because having seen it from like the perspective of the Montreal Canadiens, right? I watched as the Canadiens put PK Subban into a bridge contract and then he walked in and immediately won the Norris trophy. I was like, Oh, great, great idea guys. Yep. When screwed now at that time and nobody ever wants to talk about it, he was negotiating a contract before the new CBA came in that limited, um, contract term. And he was offering the Canadians a contract or his agent was where they were looking at like a 15 year, like career deal. Yeah, that averaged out to like four point five to five million dollars a year. Oh wow! Which just obviously thought that. Yeah, his career has fallen off drastically in the last little bit here, right? So like maybe yeah. in the end it would have been a bad deal, but for through his prime, having the flexibility to have him for half of what he was actually paid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you also do run into like the situation where you could get like a Parise or a yes. Suter or something or like that, you know. Keith. Oh yeah, exactly. Listen, I like at four point five. Like I, it's a no brainer though. Like yeah. you can you yeah can for PK Subban. Yeah, yeah, like obviously, well, you, but you can just keep it on on your like you can take the hit. It's not it's that's not the worst a, part a about deal. like the Matthews contract. Like the number for me is what it is. Like whatever. Like he's obviously playing at eleven point five million dollars of value. Yeah, he's playing even at if we could five million dollars. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't care about the number. It's the term that got me. Like we paid him so much for an RFA, and then we just couldn't we couldn't get that extra year or two or something like that. You know. Drive them right to UFA. But anyways, listen, you got to like, as a fan, you, you want to see them take a, take more term or take a discount or whatnot. But these players, they're only playing for, for like 15 years, 20 years or whatever. Like they get, let uh, them the, get the paid. elite players are only playing for that. Like, most players yeah. don't even last that long, but like, exactly. But like, let them get paid. They're, they're yeah, only no, I'm fully for getting paid, um, but I'm saying yeah. like, as a Leafs fan, what I kind it of sucks. hope that the players see is like, you see McKinnon go to the finals and potentially win a cup soon. At 6.5, you see like Stammer who took like, I, don't, eight, I guess, 8 mil. Was it 8 or 10? Mm-hmm. No, it was 10 mil. Uh, 10 mil for 8 years or whatever. And then Crosby and as Kucherov well. Kucherov and blah, 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 blah. You see Point, for example, taking less. You see these guys taking less money to go far. And I'm kind of hoping that five straight playoff losses or first round losses instills this like sort of mentality in them where they're like, I got played. The, the organization did right by me by paying me, you know, right out the gate. I don't know. I know it's just wishful <laughs> thinking at this point, but it's all I have. Hey, okay. So then, Andrew, so you have no, I guess, like uh, affiliation with the lease or whatnot, right? You're oh, not yeah. the, so what do you think? As an outside perspective where you're not tied down to the emotions with it, with like seeing Matthews leave or whatnot, what would you, what would you do? Between Makar and, and, uh, and Matthews? And Matthews. I think as much as I love Makar and the contract is definitely easier to live with than Austin Matthews. You just don't find an Austin Matthews anywhere. And not, not that I'm saying that it's easy to find Kale McCarr, but he was a fourth overall pick, not a first overall pick for a reason, right? There's less certainty around defensemen and overall defensemen just have less impact on the game than centers do. I make the gamble 
that with the TNT deal and debts getting paid off through COVID, that monkeypox doesn't up. go crazy. And a couple of years <laughs> from now, the cap goes up like crazy and you can afford to pay Matthews just because I look at his frame, his ability to score and his defensive prowess. And I think Austin Matthews through an eight year contract is going to give you that value all eight years, even if you sign mm-hmm. him for like league max. Yeah, and the question the question is if you can sign him. That yeah. of course, right? But I think Matthews wants to stay in Toronto. This I, is the I feeling certainly that I hope get. so. I, yeah, I, I get that yeah. feeling too. But like, also, like, when have we ever seen another like Kale McCarr? Right? Like, we, we mm. see Victor Hedman's a, a great um, offensive defenseman, but I feel like we haven't seen him since. Oh, uh, sorry. Yeah, we haven't seen a player like him for a while. And Gretzky like, had a Car- quote. Carlson. I, yeah, Carlson is a, Carlson? Is a good yeah. comparable. Uh, but Gretzky, uh, this is, this is a, I think this was uh, in the middle of the series, might have been at the beginning of the series, I can't remember exactly when, but Gretzky came out and said, uh, said that um, the closest player we've ever seen offensively and defensively that can make an impact on uh, on the game that much, probably Bobby Orr. Yeah, when, but when Gretzky also voted Kopitar for the Selkie, <laughs> and Kopitar wasn't even their best defensive center this year. That was Phil Deneau, so... Yeah, that is true. Take what Wayne yeah, Gretzky yeah, says with a gr- grain of salt. Best opinions. Let's yeah. be real. He's the greatest hockey yeah. player, not the greatest hockey analyst. Yeah, he I he has a that. point though. In my opinion, like no, no. Kale McCarr is a crazy. Like we haven't seen a two way player as great as Kale McCarr. Yeah, but in think a about long, the last long. time someone scored sixty goals. Yeah, yeah, in a Salary Cup era, it's, been, it's happened three times. Samkos, Samkos, <laughs> Ovechkin, and and they're both cup winners with like you know <laughs> yeah. pretty much hall of fame yeah they'll uh-huh. both be in the hall of fame 100 yeah, like, so will austin matthews austin matthews is the greatest american player of all time yeah he's the he, greatest like, pure goal yeah. scorer since ovechkin like he mm-hmm. has a chance to score more than ovechkin we're getting away from from the actual game here so we'll, we'll <laughs> wrap it on on leaf's thoughts here but uh, i i think austin matthews is such a complete player overall that it's just hard to put a value on that even against a, an elite like league breaking defenseman like Kale McCarr. I feel like the gap between McCarr and the next grouping of great defensemen is less than the gap between like Matthews McDavid and the next center. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. Maybe okay. maybe I was too much of a non-homer there. You, you <laughs> swung me. I'm going back to Matthews. <laughs> we never left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, ignore that. Don't clip it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I guess like, do we have any final thoughts going into game, game six or uh, good to go? Uh, I guess there's a question here. I, somebody probably didn't have had tuned in the whole time. Uh, can Tampa Bay force a game seven? Let's all go around the table there and uh, then we'll end it on that. Sure. Um, I, I guess I can start. I, I think definitely uh, Tampa Bay, in my opinion, has the advantage going into game six. Like we're saying, this is a, a home. Uh, they're, they're playing at home. They're playing in Tampa, right? Um, and they also have the momentum now off of uh, this last win. I believe that they can eke out a win uh, in game six. And hey, if they do eke out a win in game six, put your money on Tampa in game seven. I think yep. the next game kind of decides the entire series. So if you're, if you're, you're a player on either team, perform we looked at mckinnon um like we were saying like he's 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 making plays and he's being a playmaker but now's your time to perform now's the time for everyone to perform kemper uh don't have a bad game (laughs) so (laughs) let's see how it goes (laughs) i wonder what the actual statistics are from teams that force a game seven from being down three one and then winning it because i want to know how how that actually affects it because you rarely see three one comebacks but i have a feeling quite a few have reached game sevens and then failed. 
So I, I would be curious there. But game six, I do think Tampa does win. Uh, again, I just I think the home advantage there. I think they play very well at home. Um, I think Colorado will definitely come in with like a fire in them. But uh, I think Fazzy's just too good. I think Fazzy's going to have a great game. Yeah, I mean, if Kemper doesn't have a great game, that's it's over. But uh, I think Nathan McKinnon is going to take over the next game. He just he is there. Twenty shots in three games, like yeah, he's so close, right? I think he's going to end it for them. He's just been such a great playoff player his entire career. I think that's the game where he makes the big impact and doesn't score off of like a shot off his skate. I think uh, McKinnon is going to win it for them tomorrow. Maybe Makar will help out a little bit too. Or not tomorrow, sorry, uh, on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. So I I think the Colorado Avalanche just have more in the tank at this point, and that's what's going to drive them over the edge. They haven't played as many games as Tampa has in the past three years. That's for sure. All we know is it's going to be a great game anyways, um, and it's going to be exciting regardless of what happens like at this point i'm just here to to enjoy the elite of the elite hockey players like our yeah, hockey this is the, go at each other this is no, amazing no disrespect so to, to montreal andrew but this is this this final series is is primo yeah it's not yeah. even close to the same yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one team hanging on for dear life last year i mean i i respect what the canadians were able to do last year because it was very clear that there was a bunch of guys in that roster who threw every possible thing that they had left in their career yeah. into it. Like we saw that price missed almost this whole year. Yeah. Weber Brutal. killed himself <laughs> yeah, to get like, there. Literally. Right. And he yeah. played great, Yeah, but it's, it just hits different to have two elite teams in the final. It does. There's no way to get around it. Cinderella stories are fun, but this is more fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. It's a great series so far. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to do it here for us. Uh, thank you guys for watching another episode of Game Over. Thank you, Andrew, for coming on as well. This has been a lot of fun. And uh, we'll see you guys on Sunday after uh, after Game 6. Will Tampa be able to uh, pull it back, make it even grounds for Game 7? Or will Colorado win their first or their third Stanley Cup, the first one since 2000, 2001, when Sackick won as well? So Sackick carrying the team twice on his back. <laughs> Maybe three but, uh, times. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a fun series. We'll catch you guys on Sunday. See you guys from.